The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, hello. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again today as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. Uh, appreciate the wonderful opportunity to be part of your day and hope that our time together can be an encouragement to you. Uh, if you're following along in Scripture on a, in a Bible or a phone or a tablet, we are in Matthew chapter 21 as we now come to kind of the final few stages of the life of Christ here on earth at least. And uh, we're going to start here just a moment talking about the triumphal entry, and I'll explain where that terminology came from in just a moment. But it's intriguing. There's a lot of action, a lot of things take place over the over just the next couple of chapters for the next seven chapters a lot of things take place for the life of the disciples a lot of things take place that are foundational uh, to our belief to, to the faith that we hold to in scripture and so we'll take some time to explain that and really hope it'll be a help and encouragement as we look together in scripture would you follow along if you are verse uh, chapter 21 Matthew 21 and verse 1 the Bible says now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Beth uh, Bethage um, at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into a village opposite, immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, and the foal of a donkey." So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and sent him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. So let's talk first about what is taking place. First of all, we see this passage is what we now know today as Palm Sunday. It is a week before Easter, which is the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, in the next week, a lot of things are going to take place, including Jesus being crucified, being betrayed, being crucified, so many things. And we'll talk about that over the next several episodes. But one of the things that we see known as, as the reason we call it Palm Sunday as you read as they were coming in they were laying palm trees in front of him this was one of the uh, premises of what you're seeing here is where we get the idea of Palm Sunday one week outside of Easter most if you look in look at online and you study it my Bible has it at the top here many of them will have a title to this section and the title that my Bible has and a lot of them call it's called the triumphal entry let me give you a reason why they use it it's actually more of a historical statement in the day of the, in the in biblical day, in the historical day, when a king would go to battle, um, if he would go and was victorious. Now, he, there could have been uh, numerous reasons to go to battle. He could have been going to conquer an enemy, going to conquer land. He could have been going in defeat, or and, sorry, in defense of someone trying to conquer him, and he went out and won the battle. Either way, the king goes to war. If the king was victorious and would come back, he would come in uh, basically to the reception of a parade, a, a triumphal 
entry. He would bring in sometimes the prisoners of war. In many occasions, that might have been the defeated king if he was allowed to live through the war, and they would bring him in. All of this knowing that this, this, their king had conquered, and he would come in in this great parade. Now, sometimes this was, you know, evil king that would come in and kind of everybody is afraid of him. Sometimes it's a glorious thing, but either way, this is a cultural thing that the victorious king would come home. So that's called this. It's called his triumphal entry. He's walking in under this. Now, the difference here is that Jesus is not coming in here in a triumphal way. We know that ultimately, for us as Christians, it was, because he's coming into the end of his, his ministry here on earth. He's going to, in a few days later, be betrayed. He's going to have a sham court. He's going to be put on a, he's going to be uh, brutally punished, put on a cross, die, and then rise again three days later. He does all that for you and me. He's perfect. He's done nothing to deserve this. He does this because of you and me. But so this is, for us, it is triumphal. To us, it is victorious. It's also fulfillment of prophecy. In fact, five, uh, 5 and 6 reference a prophecy from the book of Zechariah. So there are prophecies being fulfilled here, which does let people know this is the Messiah. Now, we look at this. Let me tell you a couple of reasons. One, I think you can look at something and say you know for a fact that this was not Jesus coming in with the desire to be victorious over and throw off Rome. The reason I say that is the animal he chose to ride in on. He chose to ride on a donkey. Most victorious kings would come on a great horse, a great steed, coming on victorious. A donkey in this historical time was a sign of humility. If a if a king came in, he would come in to, to come in to surrender. If a king came in saying, I want to be diplomatic, I want to make sure that I talk to this other king before we go to war, he would come in on a donkey that would let everybody know that when he rode in on a donkey, he's coming in, not coming to go to war, he's coming in with a desire for peace. So Jesus comes in this way, everybody should have known he chose a donkey. Now, the thing is, it's so different in the scenario, um, they weren't catching it, mostly because they had a preconceived idea of what they wanted him to do. And by the way, I don't want to say it would make sense, but I can understand where they're coming from. Let me say what I mean by that. They had been taught that the Messiah would come to throw off Rome. That's what they believed. That's what they wanted. If you study prophecy, prophecy dictate the Messiah must come first, and he must be killed. He must be crucified for you and for me. And then he would raise again. And then, as we're looking still forward to the Messiah, that same Messiah, Jesus, coming back, will one day sit on, th throw off his enemy, and one day sit on the throne of David. By the way, throwing off the true enemy, Satan, not Rome. But they were under such oppression because of the slavery from Rome. It makes complete sense that they would do that. It's complete sense that they would assume that that's what this was all about. And so when he got to the end of the week and he had not thrown off Rome, they were done with him. Here's an interesting part that you see. It's amazing to me as you see the history, people putting out their clothes, putting out palm trees. They believe this to be the conquering king. But most, if not the vast majority of the people in that crowd, it wasn't long, just a few days later, that they were standing in front of Pilate screaming, crucify him, crucify him. Why? Because he did not accomplish what they wanted him to accomplish. Now, please understand what they thought he was going to accomplish. And I would probably come down to the idea of bad teaching, bad teaching from their religious leaders. And unfortunately, it's still happening today. They still believe the Messiah is a conquering king, and he is, but he's not just a conquering king. He was the sacrificed lamb. He was the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And then later, the conquering king, he is both. And they don't want to believe it. I get, I get that. But this is, this is biblical. This is him. This is the Messiah who will come 
again. One day he will sit on that throne. He will rule the world from that throne in our future. But for right now, in this time we're reading, that's not what was happening. He was coming to free us, to pay the punishment for our sin. And it's intriguing that just a few days later, these same people started screaming, crucify him, because they weren't getting it. Now, what do we gain from this? We gain the realization that Jesus, fully aware of what's coming, was still willing to enter that city. Humanly speaking, he did not have to. By the way, here's why I say humanly speaking. This is the reason he came. He was going to fulfill his, his commission from God, and he did it despite all of the physical agony that was before him. Why? Because he loved us. He knew this was necessary to purchase our salvation because the lamb, that the Old Testament lamb that looked forward to the lamb of God, that had to be a spotless lamb, not a good man, but a spotless lamb, and only God could be perfect, and that's why he went to the cross. And that's what we look to today. That's the hope we gain from this. And that's what the future of our hope is. And let me encourage you, stick around with us as we walk through the next several days and we look at Jesus and all that he does in his final week of ministry, not really final week because he's got several days after, final week building up to the cross, building up to his resurrection. Um, his ministry changes after that, uh, moves into kind of a preparing ministry as he prepares his disciples to become who they would become, the apostles and all that comes with it. But stick with us as we look through this study and we get to know more and more about Jesus. I'm excited about it as we really get to an intimate firsthand look at all that Jesus is going to do for us and has done for us. Well, thanks again for joining us today, giving me a few minutes to be part of your day and stick with us as we finish up this book over the next couple of weeks. And I hope this time will be an encouragement to you. Thanks again for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.